Whoa, 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 Rock. Not yet. We didn't even play the theme music. You'll be proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. The whole tradition of the National Football League, there's just certain things that go together, the family, football, and we have it all today. Time never really stops for the great ones. It reaches out and wraps them in a cloak of immortality. Okay, now, now we can hit the line. Yeah, that's how we start this party. That's how we get this party started because it has been a crazy, crazy past couple of weeks for the NFL alumni. So if you've been living under a rock, all pun intended, let me get you caught up. The USFL has launched. 19 athletes from the NFL Alumni Academy are now starting in the USFL. That is huge. And then this past weekend, which was inaugural weekend for the USFL, our boy Davin Bellamy was the defensive player of the week. He absolutely wreaked havoc for the New Orleans Breakers. Great game, Davin. Great game. The whole NFL Alumni Academy family is proud of you. Then the big news was announced that we've officially partnered with The Rock, Danny Garcia, and the good folks at the XFL. We are going to be streamlining talent into the XFL. Players will be training at the academy, and if they don't get picked up by the NFL, they have a guaranteed spot in the XFL. This is historic for football, for athletes everywhere. This model that we've been talking about now on the show for about two years and you guys have heard building is real and it is so cool to see these opportunities going out to these athletes if you guys follow us on social media at nfl alumni and nfl alumni academy you'll see how hard the guys are working you'll see the top level training they're getting and the opportunities that's the key we all know we have so many talented athletes in this country and around the world but there's not enough opportunities there's not enough platforms to even showcase these opportunities so we're proud that the nfl alumni academy has had such success we're proud to be partnered now with the xfl and we hope you guys will join us for this ride uh here on the lounge on social media at nfl alumni and at nfl alumni academy we are jacked up about this now are you ready for the 53rd installment of the NFL Alumni Lounge. This episode is being brought to you by Elevate Health, the absolute best in recovery. Elevate your game now at elevatehealth.com. The same HBOT therapy that our athletes at the NFL Alumni Academy were privy to, and now the athletes at the USFL are privy to. Get in the game and elevate your game at elevatehealth.com. That's E-L-E-V-E, health.com. It does not just stop there. They have red light therapy, blue light therapy, vibroacoustic therapies. Check it all out right now at elevatehealth.com. And now, get your finest of gold jackets ready. Get the champagne ready for a toast. Get the cigars cut and ready for firing up. Because we have a big episode. Big Jimbo Covert is stopping by the lounge, and that ain't all, ladies and gentlemen. Green Bay Packers legend James Jones is also stepping in the NFL Alumni Lounge today. So, action-packed show, action-packed month for the alumni, 
Oh, and I haven't even told you guys. We have a special coming out. It's going to start next week. Aloha from Hawaii. We are having some of the game's best come on the NFL Alumni Lounge to talk Pro Bowl Hawaii history and maybe, just maybe, nudge the boat to get that game back to Hawaii. I hope you're locked in with us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. You don't want to miss a beat. It is a great time to be tuned in with the NFL alumni. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have the cigar smoking, gold (laughs) jacket wearing, Jimbo Covert here in the NFL Alumni Lounge. Jimbo, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Great to be with you. Congratulations, man. What a night. Oh, yeah. It was was super. I mean, we raised a lot of money, and uh, Karen Wright did a super job for Gridiron Greats. And, you know, I just think it's our responsibility to – you know, support the guys that laid the foundation for this league and all this stuff that you see right here today, right, is all laid by the guys that played a while ago. And, you know, some of these guys are struggling now and have, you know, physical issues. And um, and when you think about guys that uh, played in the league in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, uh, or even early 80s, obviously didn't make the kind of money these guys are making today. And, you know, it's not even a relative discussion. So when you see things like this that, you know, Gridiron Greats is really kind of like the go-between, right? And, you know, guys that just can't make ends meet because of all these medical bills, you know, we try to help them with their co-pays and their, you know, doctor appointment stuff and, and uh, transportation even, whatever. So... It's uh, it's a great uh, great organization started by Mike Dick and Jerry Kramer a while ago, and we're just trying to carry on the legacy. And you know what? It's an organization, and this isn't fluff because you know we're on camera and stuff. It's an organization when I've heard people and players tell stories, they get tears in their eyes when they talk about the differences that Gridiron Greats have made for them. It's one of those things where when a guy is in dire need, they're really there, and they, they catch guys at their lowest and lift right. them up. There's nothing right. cooler than that. No, and and you know what? And they do it in a way that um, that 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 really is not. Um, uh, an embarrassment for mm-hmm. them, you know, because a lot of guys have a lot of pride. Yep. Um, and you know, they they feel like you know they don't want to take something like that, and 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 we try to break that down to make them you know look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. It's your brothers helping you, and it's not uh, it's not anybody else. And if your brothers can't help you, who can help you, Absolutely. right? So I mean, that's that's what we try to do at Great Iron Grades. That's powerful. Yeah. Now we got to talk about the threads that's a mighty oh, nice like outfit that, yeah. you got. i like yeah, that. like that, I like that. <laughs> how, how good did it feel to, to get that call and say you know what you're an immortal you're going to canton uh it was something special i mean i was working i was at the jp morgan healthcare conference in san francisco so um i got to i, I got kind of a unique experience because i got to call at 4 30 in the morning wow uh and on my phone, I didn't sleep much that night before because right. I kind of knew, you know, I was on the ballot, right? So I kind of knew. But uh, the phone, I see caller ID, and it's not Canton, Ohio. I'm like, who the hell's calling me at 430 in the morning? Right. I figured maybe I should pick this up. <laughs> and it was David Baker's cell phone. So, you know, he gave me the, gave me the word. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's such a special moment. And, I mean, it's like your whole life flashes in front of you in like two seconds. You know, you're... Your wife and your kids, your mom and dad, you know, your family, your brothers and sisters, all the people you played with from high school football, midget football, you know, Pitt, and then with the Bears, I mean, all flashed in front of you like two seconds. So it's a very emotional moment, and I think that, you know, it's very hard to keep your composure in that. I tried to, and I didn't. You know, it was very difficult. How could you? Yeah. thought about my dad. He would have loved to have been there and 
you know, celebrate the whole thing about he loved football. So it'd be, it would have been a great experience uh, but uh, for him. But, you know, my mom was able to make it. She's awesome. 86. And she was she was there, man. It was great. And it, luckily, Pencil, you know, Pennsylvania is only about an hour and a half drive. Yeah, so it was, cool uh, yeah, it was easy. It was easy. That's so talk to us a little bit about your relationship with your pops. Oh, man, he was uh, he was the best. He was a steel mill worker, worked at Armco Steel for mm. 34 years. My grandfather worked there for 44 years. My <laughs> uncle, my brother-in-laws, wow. every male member in my family, all my dad's buddy, dad's, you know, my, my, my buddy's dads either worked on... You know, in a steel mill, J&L Steel, Armco Steel, Babcock and Wilcox, or, or on the railroad, yeah. Pennsylvania Railroad. And so, or Valvoline Oil, you know, and Freedom. So, I mean, that, that was a very hardworking, blue-collar family. My mom worked at J.C. Penney's part-time. I got the discount, you know. Oh, man, a catalog Yeah, specials? I got the discount. <laughs> Cost plus 10, you know. So, everything we owned was J.C. Penney's. Beautiful. And my brother and I, my brother and I hated the shoes, you know, because they were like, you know, Nike rip-offs, you right, know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you had to wear them. They were like three ninety nine, you know, to buy these tennis shoes. So, I remember just begging my dad my brother and my dad breaking my brother and i begging my dad to take us to get a pair of converse all-stars oh, you God, know I get the chocks the low the low the low tops you know so i got the white my brother got the red because freedom colors were red and white right and so we we just begged him to get him you know and pestered him so we we went down to Saul sporting goods in rochester pa got these things and we walked out. You know, we wore them out, too. Of course. They, yeah, I had to put them in a the box. Put the old so, ones in the box. Yeah. So uh, my dad goes, you boys better take care of those. Those are expensive. They were nine ninety nine a pair. It was like, it was like 1972, no 1971. Scuffs no scuffs no allowed. Scuffs. So, uh, and, you know, he, uh, he worked hard. Um, and then, you know, he worked, not, you know, shift work for 34 years. And then he would work um, night turn one week a month come home, get a shower, and go back out in the Sears and Roebuck moving truck for another eight hours, you know, delivering appliances. So when you see something like that, it's just uh, it gives you a completely different perspective on yeah. hard work, you know. That's in your that DNA. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Now, we're here at Radio Row for the big game. You know good and well what the big game feels like. You know how it feels to win it. But this energy that's created before the game, is that getting your head at all? What's that like leading up to the Super Bowl? I think we were. I think there is pressure there. I think we were fortunate because we were riding pretty high. Yeah. And um, and you know what the good thing about Mike Dicka was he 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 let us go the whole week. Plus we were in New Orleans, right? right. He let us go the whole week, and we didn't have curfew till Friday night before the game. I mean Thursday night we went our di- our ordinary offensive line Thursday night dinner. I had the most wicked hangover on Friday morning. <laughs> That's a wild bunch you guys. And, yeah, and I had to you know practice, man. I put the helmet on. I felt like my brains were coming out of my <laughs> ear holes. And I was like, I guess all I gotta do is make it through practice. <laughs> right. Just make it through practice. Keep it all down. And that was that was that was you know the, uh, a Friday night before the game. So uh, it was uh, uh, or Thursday night before the game. So it was a little rough and. Um, I just said, hey, uh, you know, make it through this practice. But we, Mike let us be men and let us have fun. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think the Patriots were kind of locked down a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah. So uh, they were a little, they were a little uh, stiff coming out. You know, you we weren't. You think that helped you to play loose? Oh, oh, yeah. We came out. 
fumbled the ball. Uh, it was a, a missed handoff, fumbled the ball. They scored three points, and then we, I think we scored 36 on them right after that. So, so did you have to herd cats on Saturday, or did everybody kind of snap back to oh, it? Oh, no, it was, it, was, it was all hands on deck. I, I think it was just we were – you know, we, we had good playoff games, and we were peaking, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, New England had a we were a wild card team. They beat Miami down in Miami. No one expected that. They relied on turnovers. They weren't going to get all those. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think we were they were just happy to be there. We were going there to win a football game, mm. you know, and I think that's a difference. And I think these two teams are coming to win a football game. Both teams. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a competitive game, and uh, we're going to see what's going to happen. But I like, I'm an NFC guy, so I want the Rams because I'm an NFC guy. And Aaron Donald's a pit kid. I'd love to see him, um, you know, uh, win a Super Bowl. But Tyler Boyd's on the other side. He's a pit kid, so – I'm a little torn this time, you know, but uh, and I like Joe Burrow. I, I that's think a guy's playing loose. Yeah, I think he's. I like him, and you know, everyone's talking about what a you know Bengals offensive line. You know, had some struggles, and gave up nine sacks. Yeah, they still won a football game. They still won, and they had and, a tough road to get to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, and now and now everyone's like, well, just go in and sack the quarterback. Well, you can sack him. Right. He's still gonna he's still gonna throw it on you. Right. You know? So I mean, he's. I like him. You got two really tough quarterbacks. Yeah. Stafford and and uh, and Joe and I think these these guys these guys these cats are tough man Absolutely. they you know they they're good they're good players. Tell you what guys, last night in Hollywood, California, smoke filled the air, okay, and there was a cloud of cigar smoke over the Hollywood sign because Jaws and Dick had their annual cigar party. You were there, Coach was there. What does a guy like Coach Dick mean to you? Yeah, Coach is just spectacular. He's uh, you know. Uh, drafted me and you know and I came in as a rookie in 1983 said to me hey uh, kid uh, left tackle I got it it's your position and it's yours I never there was no I started from the first practice in minicamp that was it I know the, the first day I walked on the field as a Chicago Bear in minicamp I was a starting left tackle that's awesome and uh, I never looked back you know and so um, starting a rookie in the NFL was a learning experience but you know and you got the greatest football player to ever live, handing it off to. It's uh, not bad, you know. Not bad. It's a sweet deal. Yeah, it is. And uh, so he he meant a lot to me. Means a lot to me, and uh, meant a lot to me over my career as well. And uh, you know, he's uh, he's uh, down in Florida enjoying the sunshine and mm-hmm. uh, and um, playing some gin, and that's that's his gig, you know. And now on the offensive line, you know, you know your whole life you've been you've been blowing these holes open, and you know there's a certain amount of time it takes for that running back to get through the hole. Was it different with Walter Payton? Was it was it different than any other running back that you had running behind you? No, nah, you know, I mean, you still it, it's a difference. They scheme everything differently mm. now. You know, most of ours were point of attack. You had to get the guy off the ball. You had to drive him off the ball. You had to get bring your legs. You had to do all this thing and get movement. Like, mm. you know, you had to move a guy from point A to point B against his will. That's right. what my line coach at Pitt used to say all the time. Nothing better than that, right? That's it. And uh, but you got to move them right from here to there. Now it's a lot of zone blocking. So they lateral step. They don't step upfield, and and they just kind of push guys around, and then they, you know, get a little softness. So the guy will come back and break. You always mm-hmm. see a lot of backside runs and a lot of stuff like that. So the scheming's a little bit different, um, which I'm not a big fan of. But that's the NFL today, you right. know, and they just get these guys that are 350, 360, and they just move people around. Right. Um, it takes a great running back to figure that out. Like, Walter Payton didn't do that. Walter Payton just hit that hole. You know, he was supposed to go over, he went, and he went. 
he improvised when he had to, but he was the uh, greatest, greatest football player I've ever seen. And we got one of the greatest yeah. that we've ever seen right here too, man. Thank you for everything Thanks a lot, you continue man. to do. Appreciate it. And guys, for more information, head over to gridirongreats.org. We'll be Super Bowl shuffling until Sunday. Yo, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> one of your favorite NFL <laughs> alumni of all times, the Dapper Dan himself, oh, Mr. James Jones in the building. What's going on, man? Good to have you here, you know, man. Oh, it's good to be here, man. Good to be. How here. do you not perspire running around Radio Row all day? You know what I'm saying, man. I just, I just try to do my job. You know how Marshawn said, me, "Man, I'm just here so I don't get fined." Yeah. I just try to do my job, mobbing around, speaking to everybody. I'm a people's person, so I just walk around speaking <laughs> to everybody, man. It is what it is. It's all about having some fun out here. How soon into your career or post career did you know you wanted to get into media? Uh, probably about year five. Yeah. Year five is when I sat there. I, I still ain't had no plan B. But so you're you know. playing. You're year five. But yeah, playing. I was okay. playing year five playing, and you, you know the alumni association. You bring all these people in here, talk to you. We got this available, that available, that available, that available. So I started to sit there and be like, all right, man. You know, I'm not saying I want to do it right now, but what's something that I want to get my hands on when I start doing it? So. Um, TV was one of those things that I was like, hey, man, I want to try to get into this. And a um, couple off seasons after probably like year five or six, couple off seasons, I just would go to the NFL Network. I work for free a little week, come on, you know, and then, you know, they like what I did. And after when I announced my retirement, they came up to me, they called me and was like, man, would you like to, you know, be a part of it? And, you know, it's been downhill from there. That's incredible. Yeah. What kind of cologne you wearing today? Man, I got I got just a little oud on right now, man. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I ain't saying it's expensive, but it's expensive. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you know they say you gotta look good, smell good, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know? <laughs> He's got it under control yeah. over here. So I'd seen you up in a, a Green Bay mm-hmm. at Lodge Kohler. Lodge Kohler, yes. How about that? Lodge Kohler is phenomenal. Obviously, you know, Green Bay, small town, you know what I mean? But to have something like Lodge Kohler, I mean, the spa there, just a nice hotel. I mean, it just, you know, I mean, it really, like, I tell people all the time, if you do go to Green Bay, make sure you book Lodge Kohler because, number one, you're going to get a room that's looking right at the stadium. Crazy. You know what I mean? Number two, it's around everything, and it's just plushed out, man. Well, I got a question for you here. When, you know, a lot of guys struggle with the NFL alumni transition, you know, yeah. getting, you know, yeah. play. what was it for you? Was it having your ducks in a row before? Was it having a strong support system? How did you handle it so flawless? Well, I think the main thing is, is a lot of these young players, when you come into the National Football League, you think you're going to make $100 million and you think you're not going to have to work again ever in your life. And, you know, that's not how it go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you, when you look at our game, you know, it's very few select players making big, big dough like that. You know what I mean? And even if you are blessed, if you are blessed to have two, three contracts, whatever it may be, if you are blessed to make a lot of money, the way we are built as football players, we're so used to structure, mm-hmm. schedules, and all that. So, like, I'll never forget Donald Driver told me, J.J., you're not just going to go sit on the couch. As good as it sounds to sit on the couch, retire, not have to do meetings, not have to do none of that, as good as it sounds, he said, that's not the way we're built. We're built to wake up, get up, move, and go grind, go do it. Whether you're working out, whether whatever you're doing, you're not going to want to sit down and just be on the golf course and doing no. all that. You're going to want to get into something. So I just think for young players, when I talk to them, it's way too many resources. Yeah, It is way too many resources, man, that, that, that the NFL alumni and everybody offers. It's way too many. 
tap into that. Yeah. Build relationships. I'm not saying you got to talk to somebody for, for an hour. Right. You know, but two, three minutes, man, they'll give you a card or you remember them, get his number, get her number, whatever it may be. And just build the relationships and utilize all of that. You're going to want to do something. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to want to sit on your butt. Whether you want to do broadcasting, whether you want to, you know, do real estate, whatever it may be, you're going to want to do something, man. So I tell them right now, just just use your resources, man. It's not going to be too time, too many times in your life that you have this much help and people willing to help. Absolutely. You know, those are diamonds right there yep. from one of our greatest, ladies and gentlemen. James, I know you're one of the busiest men out here, appreciate but I appreciate you taking a time out. No no problem. Problem. Thanks, Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, James Jones. Thank you, Jimbo Covert. And thank you to all of you for tuning in to another episode of the NFL Alumni Lounge. It has been my pleasure to have you here again. 53 episodes deep. We are building quite the relationship here, folks. And I'll tell you what, if you have been watching the come up of the NFL Alumni Academy, you know why we're so excited right now uh, with the partnership with the XFL. 19 of our guys right now in the USFL. It's a really exciting thing to follow. So if you're on social media, please be sure you're following the NFL Alumni and the NFL Alumni Academy. We have so much excitement coming out of this camp for you. And we want you to be with us every step of the way. I'm your host, Charlie Boots. This has been another presentation of the NFL Alumni Lounge, powered by Elevate Health. Very best in recovery and sports therapy. Log on to ElevateHealth.com today and elevate your game. And get ready next week. The Aloha from Hawaii special starts. So bring your sunblock, bring your sunglasses, and bring your finest of Hawaiian threads because it is going to be a party. Aloha, mahalo to all of our friends in Hawaii. It was a blast filming out there. And I'll see you guys next week right here in the NFL Alumni Lounge. Cheers. <laughs>